0: That's up to $125 off. Just visit armwire.style slash minimalish. That's armwire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash minimalish to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armwire today. a movement that encourages you to live with less stuff and find more time and joy in the process. So what is minimalish? It's the grace-filled way of doing the same thing. Sustainable, realistic minimalism that actually makes sense for your life. It's not all about subscribing to a movement and trying to do it perfectly, but rather questioning how that movement fits best within your life. The Minimalish podcast is here to help make life lighter realistically for the everyday mom. I'm Desiree, and my passion is to help you enjoy motherhood, your family, and your home by cutting the clutter and excess stuff in your life. Minimalism has helped me not only make my home a better place, but also become a better version of myself. So that's what I'm here to talk to you about each week. So grab a cup of coffee, and let's walk towards simple together. Hey friend, welcome to the Minimalish Podcast. I am so excited that you are here and listening. Today's episode is going to inspire you in so many ways when it comes to organization. But before we get started, I just wanted to quickly encourage you that if you're loving this podcast, then go ahead and leave it a rating or review after you are done listening today. That will just help so much in getting the podcast in front of new eyes. So if you do give it a review, go ahead and find me on Instagram at minimalish underscore motherhood. And you can find that link in the show notes as well. And let me know that you left a review because I want to personally thank you because I just so appreciate that you took the time to do that. Okay. Today on the show, I have Lauren from Anne Organized Life on Instagram. That is the name of her website and blog as well. And she is serious about organization. She is basically a guru when it comes to organization, and to be honest, this conversation was almost out of my comfort zone because I personally have never been an organized person. But luckily, though she may be super organized by nature and have all the organizational tips, she's also super down-to-earth, easy to talk to, and extra helpful for people like me, who just can't get their stuff together when it comes to being organized. I'll admit that minimalism has definitely helped me tremendously when it comes to organization because honestly, I just have less stuff to organize. And Lauren is going to talk a little bit more about how important decluttering and having less stuff is when it comes to getting organized. We also talk a little bit about setting goals and working towards them and the mindset and psychology behind organization and clutter. Towards the end of the interview, we even chat a little bit about some real mom life things that... You might relate to if you are a toddler mom as well. I also wanted to apologize in advance that there are a couple audio issues with this interview, but sometimes with internet connections and trying to talk to someone across the country, things happen. But just bear with us, have some grace, and if you happen to hear a toddler crying in the background too, just know that that's Gemma saying hello from the other side of the wall. She and my husband were pretty loud. So if you're wondering what you're hearing in the background, it's probably them. Okay, with all of that said, let's get to my conversation with Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Thanks so much for being on the podcast today.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to talk to you um, about all things organization because for our listeners who don't know you already, um, that is what you do. And I'm going to give you a chance to talk all about that today because... Honestly, I um, will admit to you right now that I have never been a very organized person. So I'm excited to hear from you and hear about kind of all that you do. And that's why I started following you when I found you. I was like, there's this wealth of knowledge that you have. And before we really get started and dig into that, go ahead and introduce yourself for listeners who might not know who you are and talk about what you do.
1: So my name is Lauren Tucker, and I am the woman behind an organized life on Instagram and uh, all parts of the internet for Facebook and website and all that jazz. Um, I want to say I'm like I think I'm like kind of a coach in terms of like organizing and time management cleaning. Basically, I am kind of a Google. I am the Google of organizing and cleaning world. So I get I get at least 50 emails a day from people asking very quick questions that I try my best to answer. I'm kind of a jack of all trades at this point. I started my Instagram account about three years ago. So An Organized Life started about three years ago. And as, as an attempt to find an outlet for uh, my Organization, simplicity, uh, simplicity, and and parenting, and all that jazz, and has just kind of spawned this huge community, which I love so much. So, that's that's pretty much all. Is in a nutshell, that's basically what it's about. I think what I do. That's awesome,
0: um, and I only just found you recently. And I'm so glad that I did. Um, it seems like you just have grown what you're doing on an organized life a lot. And I think it's probably because you're meeting a huge need in women's lives. And so with an organized life, who do you mainly serve? Would you say what's kind of the story behind it? Like what made you actually get online and start it?
1: Well, I'll start with that first. I got online and started it because a lot, not a lot, but uh, several people in my real life uh, community, um, a past my coaching community that I used to have when I was a figure skating coach, were really critical of uh, the minimalist kind of mindset I had going into having when I was pregnant with my daughter. And I actually had a public profile um, and used my real name on Instagram before I switched it to an organized life and was anonymous. A backlash from that, which was a little bit... I'm a little bit sad and so I thought I'll start this uh, anonymous account and see if I am kind of crazy or if I you know going on and then it just I I got a lot of followers who all had the same kind of mentality as me and now I think I'm serving everybody I don't actually I was thinking about like if I have a niche and I really don't I have there are so many different aspects to being organized and leading organized life that I have so many people from different backgrounds and communities. Places around the world, journeys—they all kind of converge into this one place. So there's debt-free people, there's people living a minimalist lifestyle, the economy lifestyle, work, new parents, or parenting, um, cleaning, natural stuff. So I have a lot of communities that are all part of this like large community, um, which is super interesting. So I, I, you know, to answer who do I serve, I think I serve everybody, and I. I'm down with that. It just takes a lot of time to serve everyone. But it's Yeah,
0: I definitely think just your message of organization is so like everyone needs it. Um, So that's really cool that you do that. And I can tell just by everything you put out there that you are spending a lot of time on it, um, that you're super passionate about it. How much time do you spend like talking about organization, would you say, during a week?
1: During the week, to like, like on my Instagram and blog and all that. Channel. Yeah, yeah. I was talking to my friend Alexis from Harlow and Ava about this because uh, we have a book club that we do. and i was saying oh, I have spent, I think, at least two hours a day now, and that's responding to DMs primarily. I, I want I respond to every DM unless it's crazy, and then I don't respond to. <laughs> I've had three, and I'm like, i oh, no. so, but um, so it's a, a two hours a day doing uh, replying to DMs, replying to emails trying to write, and then replying to comments on my Instagram, it just takes up, it's, it continues to take up more time. The, the larger you grow, the more people want to want to hang out and talk to you, which is awesome. But yeah, it takes it takes some time. I'm hoping to cut it back to maybe an hour a day. But who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, see what happens. It's a lot of fun right now. So that's all I care about.
0: Well that's good. I can tell that you do just your passion definitely shines through in in your posts and everything. So thinking about like organization, have you always been an organized person or is this something that happened as you got
1: older? Um, I've definitely always been disorganized. Oh, uh, I've been disorganized since I was a kid. I would always organize like my toys in a specific way or color coded. When I hit uh, maybe 15 or 16, I became really minimalist. Um, I just like the aesthetic of having very little in the space. And then when I moved actually, uh, from Toronto to San Francisco to move in with my husband, I basically threw out all of my possessions before moving. So I showed up in, in San Francisco, well, Cancun, but San Francisco with two bags. Um, and I had my own apartment before that, so I, I legitimately got rid of everything I owned and only kept a small number of things. So that was a real, a really fun, like challenge to me. Was like, how much can I not take with me when I move to start this life? So it was actually a lot of fun to curate our home uh, with items that my husband already had, but also stuff we picked out to make it very minimalist. So it was, it was a, uh, it was kind of the end result of a couple, like of my of my adult years trying to figure out what minimalism and organizing is. And this is the the final outcome of what that looks like for me. Um, but yeah, this is, uh, this is the, you know, pinnacle of my organization is this space, which is fun.
0: It's really cool that you just decided that you're basically getting rid of all of your
1: things. It was probably the most liberating thing I've ever done. And it was, uh, I had a, a bunch of friends over and we were legitimately throwing stuff because my apartment was right right above the trash bins in a huge apartment complex. And we were hurling stuff over the balcony into the garbage bins, which please don't do if you're, if you're, do- <laughs> don't do that. We were just being silly, but we were just throwing stuff out because nobody, nobody wanted it. It was just, it was the most liberating thing ever.
0: When uh, my husband and I went through kind of just last year, a purge of our house and it Honestly, just talking about like throwing things away—it sometimes it is hard to figure out um, what to do with things that you're getting rid of. When you do, you feel like you still go through purging phases now.
1: Oh, absolutely. We I purge at least once a quarter for sure, especially with kids' stuff. Kids' stuff is a constant, um, constant battle. Like there's always stuff coming in. Um, the good thing is that I I have very I put very little emotional energy into objects. So when I have something, I don't think of it as, like, I don't put emotion into it. I don't see it as a you know, personal thing. I see it as an object. Um, so it's easier for me to get rid of it. Like Amelia's artwork, I'll keep, like, one or two pieces she brings home. But the toys that we have and the clothing and all that kind of stuff, as soon as she's done with them, they're out of the house. But everything else, once a quarter, I'll just go, I'll do a quick sweep of the house. And usually I'll have maybe a box to donate, but nothing nothing crazy. It's just more of a maintenance phase. So you go through this big purge and then it's just a maintenance purge each couple months and then you're solid. You're solid.
0: Yeah, that's, I feel like that's where we're at. We're just kind of figuring out that maintenance um, part because we went through our purge and now it just kind of feels like, well, one, we probably could have purged more than we did, even though it felt like so much. Um, but yeah, the maintenance purging and how often it needs to be done. Um, some things it feels like it, it honestly needs to be done maybe weekly, like the paper stuff like you're talking about.
1: And it depends on like what you're doing and your stage of life. If you, if you have like a home business or you're doing stuff at home a lot, then yeah, you need to do, you need to purge and organize and file like daily. Like there has to be like a constantly keeping on top of it. Um, for me, it's again, I'm not, an organized life really isn't a business. It's more of just a, a community. So I don't really have any business type stuff to do. Um, so for me, paperwork is not that big a deal right now, but again, it's it's it definitely depends on what you're doing uh, with your life, and, and it'll define how many times you do purge a year. So, yeah, paperwork, man. The <laughs> the most annoying thing ever to everyone.
0: Yes, I I agree with that for sure. <laughs> definitely. So we're kind of getting to that place where. We're thinking about the next year and everyone wants to get organized for the new year or get their life together get their stuff um, set for the new year. So what are some things or do you do anything to kind of set up your year at the beginning of the year? Do you do any kind of planning or organizing before a new year comes? Um, And what are those things?
1: Uh, My husband and I sit down Uh, We decided last year for me that we were going to focus on one aspect of our lives for the entire year. So there wasn't a specific item, but many specific items that we were going to tackle throughout the year. And this year, 2018, was financial year. So getting everything in order uh, in terms of finances, insurance, blah, 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 wills, all that kind of jazz. Going into 2019, for us, it's going to be all about health. Um, So I've already started doing uh, some planning and changes now. Uh, to impact our year next year. But uh, if I look at goal setting in terms of monthly instead of having a yearly goal. Um, so if health is our goal for next year, each month we'll have a smaller goal attached to it. Um, in general, my best advice for making a successful New Year's is work backwards. So look where you want to be at the end of 2019. Like imagine it, really think about it, Dream of what your perfect life is going to be like on um, December 1st or 15th, 2019, and then reverse engineer it. So what steps do you need to take to get to that? And that always seems to work for me really well.
0: Okay. That is really good advice. I love that. Um, that I love that. Um, and it's really cool that you're focusing on health like, as a whole year thing.
1: It gives you a little bit more of a breathing room. If you get really intense about it and you go, by January 16th, I'm going to lose 18 pounds. And it's going to be amazing. There's no, it's not realistic. It's just not realistic at all. You have to give yourself breathing room because if you don't, you're just going to burn out. You're going to burn out and you're going to be too stressed out and you're not going to want to do it. So again, best advice, give yourself the year to figure out your plan and to see where you want to be. And then yeah, just, just reverse it and then figure out each month what steps you need to take to get there. Okay, that's awesome.
0: All right, so when it comes to kind of struggling with organization. Um, you said that you have always been a pretty organized person and not really had that struggle that much, but I'm sure you've talked to so many people that have um, over the course of doing this and starting an organized life. So what do you say? What do you think? Like, what do you see as kind of overlying, uh, an overlying theme when it comes to um, women or just people in general who struggle with organization do you think it's more of a
1: mental thing is it
0: personality
1: type no i think it's a mental thing i think a lot of people have a vision of themselves and they said with the goal setting like you picture your perfect self uh and you're down the road people do that but they don't realistically project themselves into that time period they have another there's like several different versions of themselves that they want to kind of fit into and none of them are their true version it's like different like for example, I really like the color pink. So at one point, I really wanted to wear pink sweaters and be the kind of person that wore pink sweaters who seemed really happy, but that wasn't me. So I had all this pink that didn't work for me that I had to purge out. So I think that people have this mental state of trying to keep things that they want for a future life that they want to live, but it doesn't tune into who they really are. So over the course of years, as this person... um gather stuff or like collect stuff for the person that they think they want to be, clutter just starts to accumulate around them. And then when they make the decision to purge, they have to confront the fact that they're not the person they thought they would be when they bought the thing that they wanted. So the hardest part for a lot of people is parting with exercise equipment, Mm -hmm. so they bought this treadmill, and then because they wanted to be someone that ran. In reality, they don't like to run, but they thought buying the treadmill would make it easier to run. So now, fast forward five years, and now this treadmill is sitting in the basement and no one's used it. It's hard for that person to get rid of it because they accept to themselves that the image that they wanted to portray to themselves is not going to happen. So the first thing that people need to do when they want to declutter and purge is really sit down and realistically think about who they are and what they want to be what they see their life being and be completely honest and true to yourself in doing that. I I have met people and have talked to people who like love cats, for example, and they want to have all, all the things around those cats that they feel that they can't because they might be judged for that. But once they realize that it's their home and they can make their home, whatever they want it to be, and they, they can make it, spark so much joy for them when they go into that space, they just accept it and fill their home with cats and they love it. And that's amazing if that's what you want. But they have to first accept that's who they are who they are and then move on with the with the cluttering and purging and then reorganizing. Um so that's always the hardest part. No matter what where you are in either organizing your home, your finances, um, your personal life, whatever it is, the first part always it's the hardest and it's always being honest with yourself about who you are authentically and not who you're pretending to be or who you might want to be in the future it's who you want who you are naturally
0: i never really thought about it that way do you think that having excess stuff in your life do you think that that is a main roadblock in not being able to be organized do you think like that's the main thing is just having excess stuff
1: Totally. It's the, it's the visual clutter of having so much stuff and then it becomes overwhelming and you just can't can't deal with it. I totally understand that. I might be all, I might've always been organized, but I'm also really empathetic. I can understand why people become disorganized and why they become obsessed with with clutter and stuff. I get it. Totally understand it. Um, but yeah, if you, if you're, if you're in a home full of clutter, it's going to be both mental and physical and usually emotional. If we could get into like the psychology of this stuff, which fascinates me, but it's just that would take a long time. Yeah, <laughs> logically, it's like there, there's just a blockage. There's, there's, a, there's trying to fill a space that doesn't need mm-hmm. to be filled. It's emotional instead sort of physical. It's a lot of, a lot of stuff. A lot of yeah. stuff. But I, I think that in a nutshell, that's what's going on. It's a, it's a, um, an idea of what you want to be that's not realistic. Plus all of the physical clutter around you just combined is a huge, it it creates huge roadblocks for people for sure.
0: Yeah, that's really good. Okay, so I am interrupting for a moment during this episode to talk to you about something that has kind of been an Achilles heel for me for a while, and that is meal planning. So I, for months, had the biggest struggle when it came to meal planning and meal prepping, and food prepping, whatever you want to call it. And lately, my husband and I have been on a stricter budget. We are trying to pay off debt, so I had to figure out something. And what came of it was a printable meal planning template that I worked really hard on for my own meal planning purposes, and I thought that it might help you too. So it not only gives you several different templates to help you meal plan, either monthly or weekly, and remind your family what's on the menu each week. It also gives you templates like a pantry inventory, monthly calendars, weekly menu templates, and grocery lists. So you can head to desireeendries.com shop to check out how my super affordable printable meal planner can help you get through the meal planning process and simplify it while also saving money on your groceries each week. It really takes you through the process that I've been using to help myself with my grocery budget, and just simplifying meal planning. You also get instructions for actually using this system that has completely simplified my meal planning. This system works. It at least works for me. It really simplifies the process, and you get instructions for how I use them, how I use these printables, and how I actually put this system into place each week. So check it out if you're interested. The link will be in the show notes. Now let's get back to the show. So when it comes to that, like, if, if you are talking to someone who struggles with organization, which I have come a long way, so you are talking to someone who struggles with organization, really, but um, just in general, when you do talk to people who struggle with organization, maybe you can see that right away about them that, you know, that's the problem. But what are, what are just practical action steps um, that you tell people?
1: It literally always starts with getting a piece of paper out and a pen and doing some vision vision setting, like looking um, looking in the future, seeing who you want to be, and then reversing it um, and trying to figure out. Like if someone comes to me and says, I want to have a completely decluttered home, awesome. That's fantastic, good for you. But then it always adds with, I want to do it in a week and a half. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it has to has to be realistic. The goal has to be you know, I always suggest doing it over the course of a year. Again, years are big to me, but over the course of a year and setting smaller goals. So you're going you're gonna to declutter one room a week or one, one area a month, whatever that's going to look like for you, no matter how many like, rooms you have in your house. But by the end of that year, you're going to be organized because you've taken the time to not only physically remove the clutter, but also emotionally and mentally figure out who you want to be by the end of the journey. And that might change. You might like, uh, you might look at it and change it a bit as the, as the year progresses or that journey progresses. But it always has to start with, an, in my mind, it has to start with that anchor point, that end vision, and then working towards it. It's what we did in figure skating all the time with athletes. It was, okay, we want to come first at this competition. You know, we want to peak at this time of the year. What steps do we have to take to get to this goal? And that was... A huge part of my life for like 16 years so that's just the way my mind kind of works so yeah that's my that's my suggestion room by room as much as i love marie Kondo, i don't agree with getting everything you own in one place at the same time because i can just feel how overwhelming that would be um i like to start with the smallest room first work your way around the house tackle your physical space first then tackle your budget or finances personal life all that kind of other side stuff but Start with your physical space and then go from there. Yeah, that's
0: really good. When, if people come to you and they have like a budget problem, would you say that often they have a physical space problem that needs to be tackled first? Is that kind of why you go there first?
1: A lot of the time there is a physical space issue. It becomes budgeting, finances, health, physical space and clutter. All, they're all tied together. Everything is tied together. So when someone comes to me and they have an issue with the budget, nine times out of ten there's going to be a leak in that budget that has to do with physical possessions. Like I again, if you can afford to buy a lot of physical stuff, that's great. But is it gonna suit who you are and your like decluttered home and all that kind of stuff? But yeah, I think that there's a big uh there's a definitely a correlation between budgeting and having like a tidy home. Tidy home organized home you know what you have you know what you want to buy and the budget can support that if you don't have a tidy home or an organized home you don't know what you have so you might end up buying multiples of the same thing yeah i've done before i'm i'm so guilty of this i've done this before where i'm like oh i don't have this and i do so yeah i would say you know getting that physical space together and then looking at the budget will really really get you set up in a line for sure
0: so when it comes to organizing within your every day, I always see you posting like to-do lists. So what are some things that you do to just stay organized every single day?
1: The main one I do is resetting spaces. That is like the, the top one. So as soon as I, if I go into a space and I'm using stuff in that space, before I leave it, I completely put everything back. So that goes with, uh, I'll reset the upstairs when we wake up after Amelia and I brush our teeth, make beds, open the blinds, all that stuff. So the upstairs is completely ready for the day. Nothing needs to be put away or cleaned. Um, Same thing with downstairs, especially the kitchen, which can always be the hardest part because the kitchen is where all the mess accumulates, especially after breakfast. Um, But it really sets me up for a great day when I make sure that I do reset that space so, as soon as we're done, dishes get done and put away immediately, and we leave it in exactly the same way we, we entered into it. So, when we get home for lunch, everything is where it should be. So, for me, making sure that everything is reset from the coffee maker in the morning being reset for the next morning to the dishes being put away at nighttime and the kitchen closed down. Those are huge anchors for me to make sure that my day runs smoothly. Um, when I don't do that, and it happens, I'm not perfect. No one's perfect. But when I don't do it, it's just clearly my mind is not, is, is cluttered. Like my mind is, is preoccupied and I need to I, like, identify it and, and work through that. But it really does, that, that's the main thing that helps me set myself up. And then like to-do list and making sure my to-do list is done for the next day or as I go. I've switched to using Google uh, Google to-do or Google, I think it's Google Task. I was using Google Keep, but Task, it, it goes onto your Google Calendar, so you can look at your computer, and then it also has an app, so it'll sync directly from your calendar your computer uh, to your uh, app on your phone, and I'm loving it, so that's my new app for that. But uh, I like making the really cute Instagram to-do list because it's just fun to use pictures.
0: Yeah, I like that. Um, I use Google Keep, but I'm gonna have to check out
1: or task. It's fantastic because it can have little check boxes. It's the same as Google uh, Keep, but it's just a little bit simpler, a little yeah. bit more. Annoying, and I think it's really cool.
0: Oh, cool. Okay.
1: Does it give you like? Will it give you notifications on your calendar? Mm-hmm. You can okay. up for notifications. You can have multiple lists, and you can all. It'll be in a drop-down tab. It's fantastic. Check it out. Seriously, you'll love it.
0: Okay, that's awesome. Thank you. Um, Thanks for that suggestion. Okay, so I always ask two questions um, to my guests when they come on. And because the podcast kind of focuses on moving towards simplicity, um, I like to ask, what is one thing you are simplifying in your life right now?
1: Oh, my daughter's schedule. And it's awful. (laughs) We just uh, we just removed uh, nighttime milk. Eatings, So there is no milk between bedtime and wake up time is that in itself is simplifying and it is difficult. Mind you, it's only been three days, but I think we're going to get, we're going to get through it. But that's what I'm simplifying right now. I'm simplifying that. And we just simplified the gym.
0: Very cool. So with, I have to ask you about this because my daughter is younger than yours. You said yours is two and a half, right? Mine's 14 months, but so she was drinking milk in the middle of the night because that's the thing that I'm like, I would like to simplify that right now too. I know there's an age difference, but
1: I've gotten at least cause I posted about this this morning. I think I've gotten about 20 emails from people going through exactly the same thing being like, how did you do this? And it is hard and it sucks, but it's like you have to make a commitment because it was just getting a little bit ridiculous where it's like, you're almost three and you don't need to wake up and have milk and it's affecting your nighttime. It's affecting your breakfast the next day. So what I had Amelia do is pick out her own big girl bottle. So she picked it out and then we started saying, this is it. We can't have milk at night. And then we just stuck to the guns and it was, it's difficult. But if I, if you cave, she's going to win. Yeah. Then it will never end. It's like sleep training, but for milk and it all goes hand in hand. It's very, it's very intense, but you know, it'll be worth it. But yeah, I kind of wish I started this sooner. But at the same time, just go with it. Yeah,
0: it's hard. It's so hard to to know when they're ready for something like that.
1: It's really hard. And then you think, like, if you go down that path to, like, anxiety world, it's like, oh, my, am I messing my kid up? Am I going to mess her up? Is this going to be, like, an oral fixation phase that will never end? And this is going to be awful. And then she's going to talk to me about a therapist. And it's going to be so <laughs> goes, but. I try to stop it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's just, you got to simplify that mindset to be like, all right, this is what we're doing. We're doing it.
1: We're just doing it. We're doing it. I've made the decision, but that's, uh, that's what we're simplifying right now. That's good. Good
0: luck with that. I will, uh, follow your journey and follow up with you on that. Um, okay. And my last question, just kind of a fun one is what is something that you can't stop talking about right now?
1: I can't stop talking about a book I've recently read. And it's called This Naked Mind. It's about basically alcohol consumption and uh, the, your relationship to alcohol. And it is the best book I've ever read. Well, not the best, but the best. And it's like in that kind of feel, in that um, topic is, is life changing. And I think it's just amazing. So everybody I talk to, I'm like, have you read this book? We all need to read this book so we can talk about it. That's what I'm currently talking about all the time.
0: That's really cool. What's the title
1: of it again? It's called This Naked Mind.
0: Okay. Very cool. So I will check that out. Okay. Before we wrap this up, can you just tell our listeners once again, where they can find you?
1: You can find me on Instagram and it is an underscore organized underscore life, which I don't know why I have so many underscores, but whatever on my website, which is an organized life.info. And you can find me on Facebook and it's just, I think an organized life. You can just search me, but I am everywhere. And Um, yeah, anytime you need to contact me, shoot me a DM or a message and I'll try to get back to you. Well, thank you so much. This has been so much fun.
0: Okay. I hope that you enjoyed this conversation that I had today with Lauren from an organized life. She is one of my favorite accounts to follow along with on Instagram, especially when it comes to all things, organization and minimalism and kind of motivation, goal setting, anything like that. She is just very transparent about her own journey, and she's also just full of, like, this wealth of knowledge about organization, kind of like she said herself. She is kind of like the Google of organization at this point. Um, So I highly recommend following along with her. Um, I will link her Instagram profile in the show notes, so check that out. Thanks so much for listening in. I hope you enjoyed the show today, and I am excited to talk to you next week. I'll be talking all about mom wardrobes or just simplifying your wardrobe in general. But since I'm a mom, I am coming at it with that perspective, kind of like the stay-at-home mom perspective. But my thoughts and advice on the subject can apply to everyone really across the board, I think. So if you like this episode and that topic for next week interests you, make sure you hit the subscribe button. And don't forget, you can leave a rating or a review to help spread the word about the podcast. I actually have instructions that I have linked in the show notes if you're not sure how to leave a rating and review, but you really want to do so. So make sure you check those out, share the podcast with a friend, and... Follow along with me on Instagram so that you can see any updates on upcoming episodes and just some minimal-ish inspiration in general. Can't wait to talk to you next week, friend.
1: Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death